Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. This is a Casual Fridays podcast. I am your host today, Justin Sleva, and filling in for the illustrious Adam Southey is Jake Huddleston. Thanks, Welcome man. to the show. Hey, you're <laughs> a little different to say... today. Adam's uh, Adam's got a uh, a case of COVID for the second time in COVID error. So we get uh, we got you here today, Jake, and it's going to be a fun show. Um, one of the one of the fun things to announce is that the pod, or the uh, live event actually sold out the fourth year in a row, completely sold out. Four years, man. That's awesome. And a hundred people yeah, this time. What? How many of them you've been to? I've actually only made the one last year, and I was late to the party. <laughs> what? Oh yeah, you're the guy that showed up in the scrubs. Yeah, that's me. That showed up in the scrubs. Guilty. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a uh, thing. You know what I've forgotten? The intro is what we're talking about today. Yeah, we can start over. I mean, I don't know. no, I think we're good. We'll keep we'll keep rolling with it. Adams had it perfected over three hundred and some odd, <laughs> almost three hundred, almost four hundred episodes that. What are we talking about today? Yeah, and you're uh, supposed kind of, to say something like Justin Sleva as well. I don't know if I could do that for myself. <laughs> um, the uh, so today's show we're going to talk about you know going through the the reps and getting involved. And I, I you know I've alluded to in a couple shows you joining us going full time, and then the first first month or two it's kind of struggled, and you had to get back to some of the basics and using some of the things that came in, in that you old leads, um, you shaking down old deals, looking at them with fresh eyes. So you know, today's show, we're going to kind of dive into that. And, you know, as, as we get into the, I hate to say, keep talking recession, recession, but the market's nervous. We're nervous as investors. The, the sellers are nervous because of inflation and gas prices and cost of living and all that goes in with, into it. Um, so we have to get creative. So, you know, Jake, I, and, I, and I applaud you for that. That's one of the, the coolest things that I've seen you do is coming in and doing those reps even when it gets tough so let, kind of walk us through how this first couple months for you have gone and where you sit now oh man so you're gonna make this all about me huh oh well and not necessarily because i want to talk about um i want to talk about the, the the things that you're doing whether it's the the reps of hey shaking down some of these deals because typically we talk about sending mail getting those leads back and and, and buying for less than it's worth it's putting on the market but you know, you've had to kind of get a little bit creative and, and to keep moving and keep going because when you are feeding yourself, it looks a little bit different than the uh, the paychecks coming in from work. I'm just playing this as a side hustle. Yeah, exactly. No, it's it's a world of difference. And it's not like I was new to the, uh, to the entrepreneur world or self-employment world, but um, previous, you know, to having a job and my first entrepreneurial endeavors, looking back on it, you can't say it was successful. Right. You know, because basically I'm still not doing what I was doing. I wasn't able to feed myself at that time. But because of those lessons learned, I told myself I would never go back to that state. You know, I've been able to climb myself out of that hole. And I think as entrepreneurs and as land investors, we've all had to get creative. And that's, you know, speaking about the live event, that's what the main topics are going to be. Like, how can we get more creative in our business um, to keep scaling, to keep growing, to keep evolving? So to get more creative on ways to find deals, to dispose of deals, um, and looking at things through new lenses as you continue to add things to your to your toolbox. And so, yeah, 
Um, that's that's kind of what I was just doing, like my own personal just audit of my business as I was ready to go full time. Because, yeah, for the last few years, we've all been kind of spoiled because you've been able to send out, you know, 2000 offers, just blind offers and get enough back that where you're going to make a decent bit of money on that and keep growing. You didn't really have to think a whole lot about it. And so but going into it full time, I told myself I wanted to uncover like every rock that I came across, like in my path. You know, I want to look at everything. Yeah. Um, whether that be wholesale deals and landlocked properties that, that come back that, you know, I'm going to have to, to put under an options contract or, you know, I, I switched to kind of neutral letters for a time because I knew the more conversations I could have with these people, um, the more deals I could close is what I thought. And then also like looking at it through the lens of subdividing it now that that's a tool in the bag. Um, and so it's, it's basically just getting more creative with it. And then also, yeah, I mean, once a week, it pops up on my calendar day, every Thursday, two o'clock, I comb through old leads, people that. Uh, <laughs> so so I, I walked in today and said, hey, you're recording right at this time. You're, you've got something else going on. I've shelved that. Let's look at so let's talk about podcast nah, stuff. That's fine. I mean, it is what it is. This is fun, you know. And yeah. Um, but yeah, you've heard me in here on the phone. I'm literally calling back people that I talked to a year ago when the numbers at that time didn't make sense but we've seen some appreciation and we couldn't come to an agreement then but now i'm also looking at it through a lens of okay can i split this 10 acres in, into two fives and then what does that do for it um yeah so yeah we've we've been able to uh, to close a couple deals that way which has been kind of exciting yeah i mean that's the, the thing for me is the maturity piece to that because it's you go from i'm sending out this direct mail because it, 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 that's worked it, it's still bread and butter it still it still works but what do you do inside of that? Can you use other techniques inside of it? Can you use a different way to manipulate your data? Can you use a different type of letter? Can you can you test and try? Then can you go back and look at your old leads? You know, that's one of those things is like so many people want to sit as an employee and that's what they've been and they go full time and they're waiting for somebody to say, hey, Jake, you need to go do this. Or, hey, Justin, you need to go, go, to, go check this out. And they're waiting for that permission or that instruction to do it versus being creative and thinking, Fuck, I gotta feed my family. I gotta do whatever it takes to get food on the plate, and and, and they take that responsibility because that's really where it's at. It's it's the responsibility of of your own future. And I, I you know, I, I had somebody in earlier, and he was he told me that I had told him to do this or that. And you know, when you talk about, well, if you say, hey, I don't want to, I don't want to use funding partners, so you can only send mail for stuff that you can buy. You. But if you're willing and open to use a funding partner, you can send as much mail as you want, and you can use use all your own cash until you're out. Then you go, you add in that funding partner. So, or you go to the bank and get a loan, or a line of credit, or you use your insurance, or you use whatever means you can. But you worry about that then. But if you're so worried about that on your your mail side, I, I think that you miss the point. And so you need to look, like you said, you need to look at as many deals as you can, and how can you? Then it becomes how do you clean up the time and and look at as many quality deals as you can. So. Yeah, I definitely. Think that's, a, that's a cool thing. What, what what has been the conversations when you call somebody back after you talk to them, you know, six months ago or a year ago and said, hey, you know, you wanted too much then. What do you want now? <laughs> How's that conversation gone? You know, some people like the two that we have. Um, well, the one that we just closed on these 10 acres that we thought about splitting into to a couple fives. And then, I mean, turns out we're going to list it just as 10 anyway. But um, yeah, because it didn't make but sense. Why? Why is that? Well, let's talk about that. That's, sure. that's a good point, because. There's a there's an ebb and flow in this business and kind of being ready to go and react to what it is. I mean, what did we have it valued at when we looked at it? Uh, if we were to if we were to split it, 
Yeah, so when we when, when we were gonna split it, we thought it would sell um, at five acres for about forty grand, thirty-five to forty grand a piece, right? Each. Yep, each. Yeah. Realtor finally went out there, looked at it, took some pictures when we were ready to list it, and she says, "Hey, I think we can list this thing at eighty as it sits right now." So we're like, "Okay, yeah. why am I gonna go?" <laughs> go so ahead, why go. cut it? Yeah. So why cut it? That's gonna be thirty-five hundred bucks for a survey. They're six weeks yeah. out on that. Um, yeah. And that whole process. So yeah, why why do more work when you don't have to? Yeah, and that's and that's the fun thing is you have to be willing to do it. Some people are like they get so stuck in my head. And I, and I my wife listens to the show, so I'm going to say it very <laughs> very lightly because she is one of those. If we said subdivide day one, and we get the realtor comes out and is going to make us more money not subdividing from what we originally planned for, she would tell me well, we said subdivide, so we we still got to subdivide. That's that's what her mentality. Is. I'd be like, look, we're still making ten thousand more than we thought without subdividing. So really we're net 13 cuz we're not spending the the 3500 to do it. Yeah. No, trust me, I get so. it. I wanted I wanted that, you know, feather in my cap of like, hey, this was a You wanted to split. You got one we're split. We got 80 acres that you you, you talked about uh-huh. uh, with the lady you had to call back and you got her back and that one was a beating for you. But you have that one that one in the pipeline it's going to be a split too. Yeah. So that there's another 80 acres there that I, I followed up with the lady and we'd agreed she wanted what I thought was too much also a year ago. I look at it again yeah. now through the lens of, hey, if I split this up into three separate parcels, what does that do for it? And, you know, the numbers made absolute sense doing it that way. And so yeah. I followed back up with her. Of course, that was like one of the longest follow-ups of my life. It's been <laughs> over two months. Did she you know? get sick and like her hands were too swollen? She couldn't type on a computer to, to do the docu sign? Yeah, <laughs> she, had, she had MS and, and some other stuff going on and she would just go off the map for like weeks at a time. Um, we'd agree to a price and then she'd want to talk to the neighbor rancher to see what he thought it was worth and then we'd go back and forth. Yeah. But point being, we finally got that one under contract, still makes sense. I think we're still yeah. gonna split that because it makes more sense to split it, but. Um, it does, unless yeah. they come back and somebody gives us 300,000 for it and we don't have to split it and we double our money. And we exactly, exactly. Yeah. So. Um, I tell you what, I'll, I'll make the commitment to you. We'll split it so you get that feather in your cap and, and you've got it done. I'll make that commitment to you. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate I got that. you, man. I, I like to think about what we can do to help you you succeed in this business. Yeah. So. But, I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing about this business. And I heard somebody say it on a podcast before about the hardest thing is, like, the waiting. There's no instant gratification yeah. in the land business whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at by the time you put your money out there just on the marketing side, to get a property, I mean, six months from seeing a return on that, probably most yeah. of the time, four to six months. Um, I, I agree with that. You know, it's sped up some for some people that do like the self closings and the and the desert squares, and they do that. It's not the business I want to be in anymore. Uh, it's been, not been a business I've been in for a while. I think you kind of balance between you'll do some self closings. You're not opposed to it, but there's a, there's there's a difference in our our business. I, I'll say age, yeah, because uh, I think that's probably the best way to put that. Um, where you, you may be fighting for a little bit more deals. I have the stay power. I can sit for a little bit longer and, and look for a little bit better deal uh, and then let the money ride a little bit longer. But you, you can speed it up with the self-close on both sides. But at the same time, you got a little bit more risk with, did I get clean title on the front side? What's my risk on holding the bag on the back side with special warranty deed or warranty deed and what you're looking at? Yeah, so. no, exactly. And um, I mean, just circling back to like early on, like when I first went full-time, I had like four or five parcels on market and I left for a week to Montana and I had like four of those under contract to sell at that time. So I'm like, man, 
my first month <laughs> in this business on my own, it's going to be, yeah, a six-figure month, you know? Yeah. When I leave town, and I don't know what the hell happened, but they all fell out, like, one by one. You took, you took it for granted. You had to go yeah. up to the mountains. Go live the good life. Like yeah. This guy in it. So, <laughs> honestly, that was... I, I love that that happened right off the bat, too. I, I love because everything is it's balanced. It's ebb and flow. And so I know that that happened right off the bat, so I know you're going to have good times after that. So it's like this this balance, the power, energy balance has got to happen. So you get your ass kicked in your first month. You, you're riding high, ass kicked, and now you got to take off and fly again. So it's got to happen. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, it yeah, it was probably a good thing um, because it's not allowing me to take anything for granted. Now, I don't, I don't yeah. think I would, but I think it's easy to when things are going easy. But... Um, you got to fight for, for like every deal in this business. It seems like some come easy, but a lot of them you got to fight for between the negotiations yeah. and everything else. So that's why, I mean, we have one that we might pull out of now after we got the title commitment back and I'm like, oh, man, yeah. I just, I don't want to let it go because you know, all the work and back and forth, he went just to get it under contract. And then you're already seeing the dollar yeah. signs after that. And you're like, gosh, yeah. man, you know? Yeah. Well, it's, uh. And those are the ones for me. That's the, when I say the age in the business. It's kind of the I got a little more gray than you do. I can see in the video. They're not gonna ever see this video, but a little bit more gray. Where to me, I, I'd be quick to just wash my hands of it. And I know that I still got my money in the bank. I'm not I'm not spent it. But I do understand the alternative. It's like, well, what if I don't get another deal? What that that deal right there carries you. You know, for say it sells at at our. I'll just give the numbers on it. We're paying twenty one thousand dollars for it. Um, our broker gave us an opinion of ninety to to a hundred thousand dollars. I value it about sixty-five. So in for twenty, out for we'll call it sixty, just for easy math. That's forty thousand. We split. That's twenty grand. That carries you four months, five months. Yep. That's you know that that carries Jake's personal life four to five months, um, and that's hard to let go of. That's I, I I get that, but then we look at what the risks are, um, and because everything has more circumstances involving it so we got tribal we have to worry about we got some deeds that have just kind of stray deeds in the abstract we've got a um i'm not before i even get to the oil and gas stuff on the property they're not ensuring the access to it so lack of ingress egress uh, even though it's got physical road we have codes to all the gates to get in um, so we're looking at it it's it's it checks None of the boxes that I would make me buy it right, right now. <laughs> but what's it worth to somebody on the other side if you get it cleaned up? So we're in it for 21. It says for them to insure it, they need a survey. So that's 3500 $3, bucks. We're going to have to possibly quiet title to clean up those stray deeds because they're not over 30 years old. And so we're we're 2500 on top of that. So that's 6000 So we're 27 into it right now. So... Logical Justin goes. We got to buy that backwards. We got to buy it down. What is the, what is the buy down? Is that we take the seven? We take six grand plus we charge ten percent for our time. So call it seven grand. We say, hey man, with this all this title work messed up, I'll do it at fourteen. But that's the best I can do. But then we know we have another player involved who's getting it at ten thousand dollars. Yeah. So do we offer twelve? The guy still makes a little bit more money. We still buy down our risk and then we move forward. I know. I get it. So that's why that's why it's still hard for me to let go of it a little bit because I'm still trying to build that pipeline, and I know yeah. that we get this cleaned up six months down the road, it's going to be there waiting to hit the market, and I might yeah. have four deals at that point in time that'll fall out of escrow. But now this one's ready, 
and yeah no it, I, I give both sides I, yeah my my advice on it and my suggestion and i'm gonna send it over to the attorney so he can look at it too so we have an attorney's opinion on those couple things make sure you can clean them up but if he can and we know that's going to be our cost additional cost into it you know our contract says they're going to provide us clean warranty deed they're 100 title that's what we say we want well he can't do that right now so that now we're open to renegotiate the contract yeah so we know the bottom is 10 my thought would be let's try to get it for 12 and then we go we spend the money to clean it up that gives us all the money we need to clean it up and we're still in it for the 21 plus closing cost yeah no i think that makes sense that makes total sense and i think that's just so um, you gotta you gotta evaluate those risks and what your time is worth and you know for you where your business is at right now it's probably not but for me it might be yeah. it might not be but I'm I'm a mold it I'm over. I still ride the deal with you. I ride the deal at twelve at twenty one. I won't. Twenty one plus six. I'm not going to. Cause I know. I think originally he wanted thirty grand, didn't he? Right. Yeah. He wanted like more. So than, yeah. you know, it's it, it's I I agree with one hundred percent of what you're saying. Um, I will say for me that I feel better buying my risk down, meaning I'm going to offer them less up front, uh, trying to get that price down. And so if I got to take on the work to clean it up, because yeah. there's a there's a cost in that knowledge. Yep. It's not just the cost of doing it. There's a cost of knowing how to do it and what that cost is. Yep. Now, I will say, I mean, just bringing it back to, you know, doing the reps. And I listened to your your podcast on the way home yesterday with Trevor. And um, that's a lot of what you guys talked about, you know, and I'm, I'm seeing yeah. that in my business now. So even though this one falls out, I've still been sending mail. I've learned how to text. Yeah. I still got deals coming in that I've been able to, to sell. So like I'm staying afloat. So losing one deal is not gonna not gonna kill me at this point. And yeah. if you're not doing those reps now, then in six months time, you're not gonna have more deals to look at. And so that's what I'm even seeing. Kind of want to put. I don't even know if I've shared this with you yet, but I've had in the past two weeks like four or five leads come back from more than six month old mailers because I think yeah, people are. I, I actually mm -hmm. said that to somebody else earlier, and when you never told me that, I was talking to John about it. I said I said the exact same thing. We've had uh, five leads come back in the last two weeks for mailers that were over six months old. Yeah, that tells me something. That tells that tells you something. It tells me where the market's turning right now. Yeah. And the nervous market, inflation, people that people are starting to need cash. Yeah, people are people are feeling the squeeze, and they're seeing yep. their land as liquidity. And so, I had yep. I had one yesterday come in from May of 2021. So, wow. <laughs> over your, now, none of these have been deals, but I'm just saying people yeah. are, are feeling it. And if you're not doing those reps yeah. now, then you're not going to see that into the future. So just kind of echoing a, what you guys great, are talking about. Man, that's a great point. And uh, shout out to Trevor Probant. We made history on his podcast. I got to be his first guest in over, I think, a year, year and a half that he's had that thing. So that that broke ground for Trevor yesterday. So shout out. If you haven't listened to his podcast, give it a listen. Uh, the Dirt Road to Wealth. Yeah. With land investing with Trevor Provence. Good show. Um, it's uh, but it was it was a fun it was a fun time talking about it and it and we did echo on some of this stuff and I and I think for me I get to it's it's always fun. So the cool thing about uh, the live events and coaching and consulting and then getting to see you go through this is I get a firsthand view of watching this hustle this this grind and you can tell pretty quickly who's who's doing the reps and who's not and you can tell that because. You said it's not today or tomorrow that you're instantly rewarded with Lamborghinis and Rolexes. It's the it's the deal flow starts coming, and then it's just all of a sudden you don't think about it, but you're sitting there and you've always got two or three deals to look at. You've always got two or three deals in escrow. You've always got two or three deals in 
in um, in closing on a sell side. And that's what I tell you every time you come in, you look at my board, and you're like, yeah, the board's filled back up. And as, as long as I keep the buy side filled up, the sell side will fill up too, because we price right and keep going. And that's the the, the crazy thing about this. And I and I and I say this to Shane, who's my partner with Plum, when he calls a check in or asking me how deals are going. He's like, you just always keep your head down and keep sending the mail, keep trying to look at deals. And I said, if, if I can look at deals, then I can buy deals because I can't evaluate a deal without looking at them. So it's just the process. Get the front side done, the back side takes care of itself. I don't care about the money. You know, while my number was 5000 a month that I wanted to make, that was kind of what I needed to break even. I knew my growth number from there. I don't really look at like, oh, is this another $100,000 profit month or is this a is this deal? I look at a deal, we made some money, and I go, damn, we made sixty grand, and then that's it. It's, it's, it's gone. It's out of my mind. It's, it's gone. Um, you know, Tuesday was a cool day for me. I had a... a a four hundred thousand dollar revenue morning on single properties that all came back off of mail and you know we were in it for like 155 i think we're going to sell out at like 382 before commissions and stuff that was it and that all happened i was getting calls between 8 45 and 9 30 in the morning so i'm not even at the office yet so when i drove into the office i'm sitting there and i'm almost in tears i'm like holy shit this is pretty cool that was that cool feeling again but it starts with doing the reps and looking at those deals in the front side exactly so that's all to you um I do, I do appreciate you stepping in for Adam today because he is in bed sick with COVID and we're going to force him to edit the show because I've never learned how to edit the show in <laughs> our uh, few years of doing this. But, uh, Jake, any final words for our, our listeners? Man, I, I, I don't think so. I think, I mean, just talking about what you're, what you're talking about there and seeing where your business has been, you know, where did you start, right? You started yeah. in Brewster County. You know, mailing five-acre lots. You did $50 back tax Arkansas properties. So people who are listening to this show, and even where I'm at now, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. You built your business, uh, you know, to do this, to where you're now creating your own luck. And you've you've put yourself in a position to where people bring you these deals because you're the, the subject matter expert on it. And, like, there's this book I read. By Naval, and I know we're getting uh, close on time, so I'll keep this short. But you're good, bud. You're good. You know, he's a he's a big tech entrepreneur, and he um he wrote this section on luck, and he said there's basically four kind of four kinds of luck out there. There's like blind luck, okay. basically where you have no okay. um, control over what happens, so that's just you stumbling upon you know money in the uh, on the okay. sidewalk or something. Two is like luck from hustling. Basically, like you send out so much mail, you send out so many text messages, you just stir up so much dust that good things might come your way, right? Okay. Um, third luck is like luck from preparation. So you become like the subject matter expert in a field or a location um, to where you're going to notice when something changes in that market. Like you're going to be the one to notice that change and be able to capitalize on it, right? So if Got you it. know the zoning regulations or something and x county x state and something changes there that you know you can capitalize on then that's luck from preparation then last is like luck from your unique character and um so this is what i thought of of you when i read this section was basically like and i think where we'd all like to end up is the example he uses in the book is like if you are known as the world's best um underwater underwater like deep sea diver and then somebody else Uh finds a treasure sunken down there in the deep sea who are they going to call to come get it because they don't have the skills to you know they're going to call you because of your your reputation your character your know-how and so now you get half of that treasure basically because you built yourself up in that way so um that's does that make sense (laughs) yeah i love it i love all four types of luck yeah 
So, so I, 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 man, I love that. I think that's a great thing. You said it's a, it's a book by Naval, and it's, it is it a section on luck in that book? Yeah, just a section on it. He talks about like wealth, happiness, um, okay. you know, success, things like that. It just, he's known for like his tweet storms and he goes off in these little tangents, but, uh, yeah, this is just okay. this whole section on luck and creating it for yourself. And, um, I'll go back and reread his little snippets and stuff here and there, but that one always stuck out to me. Man, it sounded like it stuck out pretty good because you remembered it all. So I'm, I want to end it with that because creating your own luck and that hustle and, and the four different types of luck, that I mean, it all comes back to that entrepreneur and having to – you have to do it for yourself because nobody's going to do it for you. And I think you, you hit he hit the nail on the head with a couple different pieces, and you you articulated it so beautifully, Jake. Oh, we appreciate you today at Casual Fridays. Um Guys, like always, remember to like, rate, review, follow, subscribe wherever you're listening to us. Jake, it's always a pleasure to have you, sir. And everybody send Adam some warm wishes and feel better vibes. So we'll talk to you all soon. Awesome. See you next time, guys.